0: Hello, welcome to the QPR podcast. We've been missing for a few weeks because basically everyone was in the holiday. It was a nightmare and they left me in charge and it never worked ends well. So there you go. But we're back with a vengeance. And joining me tonight, we have three QPR fans. Cod member Robert Gilbert. Hello. Uh, Dustin Bentley, who is originally from London but lives in America and hasn't got that transatlantic
1: half and half accent, which I'm severely disappointed about. Hello, Dustin. Uh, Hello. I definitely don't have the transatlantic accent. I am working on my Downton Abbey accent purely for the Americans in the house. Yeah, because you all think we're like Hugh Grant, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember you So, so ago, that, that's why it takes me about five minutes to get a sentence out over there. So yeah. God, I mean, when I used to work in Snappy Snaps in Norton
0: Hill, I used to watch, watch them going towards the Portobello Wood market with the cameras in the 90s and all the jazz, and thinking they're not coming back to that, and they didn't. Um, it it was sad because they all thought, oh, they're all like cute, gradual, lovely people. No, no, no. Some of us aren't. And of course, Safa Mitchell, who is of course the guy from the Isle of Wight.
2: That's me. That's me.
0: I mean, so you get up at some ridiculous times, man. Seriously, I mean, I think it's bad enough from Barnett, but bloody hell! <laughs> when we were playing Blackburn, when would you have to leave the other ways?
2: Uh, to be honest, it's, it's the it's the distance isn't too bad. It's the ferry times is a massive problem. So, um, Sunderland was a bad one. That that was horrific. So uh, it was quite funny actually. I was coming when we got back. Obviously, it was quite jubilant. I didn't fancy driving you know, Isle of Wight to Sunderland back in the day. So I actually went on the QPR coach because I thought I could sleep for it. And we got down to partway on the motorway and the traffic was horrific, absolutely so bad. And I had half the back of the coach chanting, you're going to miss your ferry, which I did miss my ferry. So I was back <laughs> on at 4 a 4am. That was a bit of a killer. So uh, yeah, not fun always, but... Were
0: chanting, you're going to miss your
2: ferry? Yeah, I was, yeah. It was like QPR fans <laughs> at the back of the coach chanting, you're going to miss your ferry. And I'm watching the time go by. And yeah, I was. My ferry left. Uh, I had a twelve, a three, and then a four. So um, that wasn't fun. but That was a killer. Hey, it was worth it after Dieng's goal, though. So I can't complain.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I got a train back. I was I was there. Uh, okay, we did okay. It was a train strike. I felt sorry for the Sunderland fan who sat beside us. But hey ho, um, it was actually quite nice, quite complimentary. Do you know what? They were actually all right. You know, the Sunderland fans were saying. I was a bit worried about walking through them going to the train station, but they were they were quite. Yeah, there was sign and we'll start off at Sunderland. Um it was kind of one of them games, wasn't it, that you you look at it and you think, our season kind of starts here, you City goes up, bangs it in, didn't see us even get anywhere near a draw, uh, you know, before the free kick and stuff. And then you think, Well, we're gonna bounce back from this. Take it away, Safa. What happened next?
2: Oh, wow, it was one of them, one of them moments wasn't It, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. I must be honest. When you know, like everyone, it's such a long, long way to go. And when Chair scored, I actually said, I said to Fliss, my, my wife, I said to her, he will score this. I know we haven't scored a free kick for thirty odd years, but I knew he was going to score that. Didn't even celebrate. But then when Dieng popped up and did that, it was, uh, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable.
0: It made it made the walk down the stairway just pure. I mean, it was good. Listen. I don't think it might... I mean, I've seen pretty much everything at QPR, and um, never seen a keeper score, so that's that's one. But there'll be twenty five thousand people who've seen that in ten years' time. Be like whatever Vauxhall Motors thing. <laughs> I was there. And it's like oh, we you know who was there. But listen, it, I'm just disappointed that we didn't kick on to the Blackpool game. I mean, Rob, you, you, did you go to the Blackpool game? Did you see it on your way? I, I I didn't go to the Blackpool game. Uh,
3: I I I went to something probably a bit more intense. I went to see Coldplay live, which is uh, probably just as, uh, well, not disappointing. It was very good. But I've since watched it back, since seen the highlights, you know, read the reports. Uh, so I can only really go off the Rotherham game, which we'll come on to. Um, but Blackport is disappointing, I think. Disappointing to get that once-in-a-lifetime, last-minute goal from a goalie. And you're thinking, we're going into a home game against a side not in any particular form. And... I mean, they didn't turn up, but from, from what I can get, they, they, they didn't turn up. And it's just, uh, that was disappointing. Um, I, I can't speak to the intricacies of the performance because I wasn't there. Maybe one of you guys will, will elaborate a bit more on that. But, uh, you know, looking at it now, it was really disappointing, even not to come back and get a point, you know, throughout the whole of the second
0: half. It didn't sound like we even came close. Well, I'm pleased you had the call, cool player. I'm pleased for you. <laughs> Hell would never drag me there, I tell you, but there you
3: go. <laughs> uh, oh, we got the, year, got the tickets a year ago and...
0: Oh, nah. listen, Robert, I'm not going to slack. Music is a beautiful thing and as long as you all enjoy music and cool play, it's it's fine. Um <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, did you get to? Were you here for that
1: game? Or were you still? I, I was indeed. Yeah, and, and unlike where you were, Rob, where it was all yellow, it felt like it was oh, orange. So oh, that's uh, a
3: good one. <laughs>
1: I like, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I was uh, delighted to see that a uh, QPR Academy product was an absolute star that night. Josh Bowler was different class, which was extremely frustrating. Um, I think. Yeah, that's uh, a it, it, it was just like, oh, of course, bowler. I mean, he scored. He scored against us last season. He scored against us this season. And he, I thought he was head and shoulders best player on the pitch. He bossed it. Um, I thought it was just a really flat performance. It, it, it I, I just, yeah, just frustrating. It, it, it didn't really from start to finish. We just didn't really get into it, um, which oh. was great for one of the games. You know, for, for me coming back to Loftus Road, I, I get to see four games, and that was one of them. Yay! Um, but yeah, it was. I I just thought we were flat everywhere. And I obviously I think we're a different side when Willickson when Willick's in, the, in the team, and it, it shows. Yeah, Joyce Bowler,
0: like like Harvey Elliott, whatever happened to him um, from the QPR academy? There you go. Well, we did
3: we did get some money for Bowler. No, like they offered him a good contract at the
0: time, and he was
3: he was very young, wasn't he, when he went to Everton? And we got a million at least.
2: I, I think it was, it was p- a bit more than that, was not
1: it? No, I well, think, I think I, with add ons, I think it went up to four yeah, million. But, but, oh, you sure know, Sorry, you know what was funny? Like being at the ground, the um, I think it was everywhere from a hundred thousand to ten million. I heard
2: <laughs> it was all
1: over the map. <laughs> the, the trouble I think it, this is this is an interesting one actually.
0: I think those days we were probably one of the last ones we could probably get money from because the whole course on the rules have changed now. And mm. as a club, our stature, our size, there's no chance of we just get rinsed by the, the big clubs, unless they get like a sterling, they get a massive move. But yeah, I think it was important to be quite. It's like the cherry deal, isn't it? It's like it's reported as being X amount of money, but reality is it probably wasn't as much as you think. But we got something for him, I and mean, he was always going to leave as a good, he's never gonna stay. But it'd be interesting to know why maybe we didn't go back for him if we knew that he was had a wee bit of ability, because I'm sure if he could play for Blackpool, he could play for QPR. So that's a strange one. Sappho, what did you think of the game?
2: Um I I definitely agree it was flat. Um personally, I thought we should have been out of sight first. 25 half hour and I think then that's what's so frustrating without kind of going over picking individuals but it it, it should be three nil should be done it should be a funny you know coming back I I could not I always you know going back always used to listen to the um like you know the the interviews on the on the website from Warburton and he'd say the same thing every week take your chances take your chances and I'm coming back margin yeah, Rotherham. <laughs> yeah, it's not a lot to do when you kind of go about that far. But when Rotherham was the same, Blackpool was the same, I'm thinking it's such a different game. If we, if we score 2-3 in that first half, game over, we all come back going, great, look ahead to Rotherham with a boom behind us. And yeah, same old, same old. But it, we did, couldn't maintain that. That's the only thing I'd say. Rotherham was a bit better for that. At least we kind of kept going. But sadly, same, same problem, isn't it? Just can't put the ball in the back of the net. I'm just
0: wondering how different it would have been if... You know, we always say Williams had a pastor. It's going to be like if Dykes had a pastor to Steph when he, you know, he could have. I'll, you know, I'll never understand that. It seemed the most obvious thing to do, and maybe he was trying. Dykes is definitely over trying. He's trying way too hard, and the lone striker role, in my opinion, against Blackpool against Rotherham just doesn't suit him. It, it needs, he needs someone else to help him out. He needs. And we forget he's only played four years. You know, this is only his fourth professional year, both in Scotland and England. And it's and then he's been thrown into the national thing. Maybe things happen too fast. From I don't know, but something's not right with the lad. And it's you know, and of course he's you know, fastly becoming the kind of that player that when he gets the ball. everyone's his size, which as a striker must be soul destroying. I mean, because they they need to be loved. They need to feel that you know the love and that sort of thing. And he's not. It's not happening. From which is a real shame because we need these players to work.
3: Yeah, I thought I thought the fans stayed with him at Rotherham which was really good to see. Like, no, there was no yeah. no booing. There's no you know there was I I I thought the fans they really did stay with him. There wasn't like when Armstrong came on there wasn't the ironic cheers when his number went up. So I think that was really good to see and he's always been this um streaky player. You think he came he scored he scored a few at the start went once like 20 games or something without scoring, then couldn't stop scoring. Beginning of last season, he was scoring loads. And then it it just stopped again. I, it, it's a good point you make about him only being, he's only been a professional really four or five years because, and I know uh, Beal isn't, he's not so bothered about having these older heads in the building because he thinks he, he doesn't see so much value in it, but you think that the strikes, Lyndon Dykes is the senior striker at the club. Yeah. And, he, he, you know, he, that is it. And you've got um, Armstrong, who I'm sure we'll talk about later, who's going to be looking up to him. Uh, and it's a lot. It's a lot for him. Last season, you had Gray and Austin there, who someone like Sinclair Armstrong would have looked up to. Yeah, on the pitch, we all know their shortcomings, Gray and Austin. Uh, but we've probably lost a bit by letting them go, which is, I still think was the right decision, where, you know, it's a lot on Lyndon Dykes. He's probably got a slightly different role behind the scenes, maybe, this season that, that, that is, you know, playing on his mind. But I, I'm not overly worried about Dykes. Um, I think my, my main reason for not being worried is that the, the three behind him, uh, Roberts, Chair and Willock, have got so much potential. They really do. And they, I think they're going to chip in. Already Willock's got 2 chair Cher's got one. He should have scored against Rotherham as well, Chair, I mean, that was the one, wasn't it, that Armstrong mm. flashed across goal, the goal. goal yeah. And uh, Roberts has already scored as well. They're going to get goals. So if Dykes is facilitating them, if, if they can play off Dykes a bit, which he's all right at doing, I, I, I don't see it as the end of the world. I was quite enthused by the Rotherham game. Because on another day, you, you win that 3-4-0. I mean, Dean didn't make a save. All game, not really. And we, uh, I just thought the three behind were really, really, uh, really, really impressive. And, and, and I also like that when we went 1-0 down, uh, Johansson was the one that moved us up, I thought, was the one that moved us up the pitch. We went 1-0 down and pretty much straight away we were on it. Let's get this back. And I really felt it was Johansson dictating that, moving us around, pushing us higher up, which I thought was good to see because obviously, you know, he's been a bit hit and miss since he's come, signed for us permanently.
0: Well, he's, he looks like, you know, he's always been injured and then he, he got his. Mm. Yeah, he know, got injured, in, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but I think he's become... I don't, I'm i not sure I agree with you, Robert. Oh, this is going to be our first That's order. all right. Come and, <laughs> don't take it. No. I think another day, yes, we could have won 10 or 11 or 12 or 13, but at the same time, <laughs> in my opinion, if they hadn't been any good, they could have got another two or three on the break. They, 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 they broke too easily. All right, Senni didn't have much to do, and that's mainly because their strikers went on it and stuff. We did get opened up a bit, but that could just be expected. Blackpool and me, you know, to get one point on them too is disappointing. But it's not. you're right, it's not the end of the world, and maybe in some respects, I don't know what you think, Dustin, Is it good to get our mistakes out of the way early? A bill can adjust the players now and then so when the loan market and so forth opens up properly, we can adjust? I
1: I think one point about Dykes actually, and I was thinking about this with regards to the formation that Warburton was playing versus the formation that Bill appears to be playing. And I'm wondering whether Dykes is actually suited to that, because one of the things about Warburton is there was a lot of width coming from the fullbacks, the wing backs rather, and there were crosses coming in. I, I didn't notice much in the way of crossing. There's a lot of lovely football around the box. But when the crosses were coming in is when he brought on Albert. And Dykes mm. wasn't on the pitch, it was Sinclair. Do you know what I mean? And I'm I'm kind of wondering whether and, and this is one thing about Rangers fans and Lyndon Dykes is that is there an expectation that he has to be the goal scorer or do we need to look behind him to Willoughby Chair and Roberts? Because that, is Dykes there as the link-up to bring these guys in or are we expecting Lyndon to be our 20-goal-a-season striker? Because I'm wondering whether in, in the Beal formation where you're playing these three behind Lyndon, whether that is his role. What, what What is Lyndon's role in that team? And and for mm. me, you said it, Robert, about him bringing these these players in. Like you see uh, Willock's face, you say Willock's got a couple chair. Robert's is like, you know, is, is that where we need to expect the goals to come from? It's those three. And if that is the case, then are we going to be scoring two threes and fours or is it going to be ones and twos? I say They come over from New York and they start talking sense in this podcast. We're going to have to give up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nonsensical podcast. We don't, that's deep. So I'm gonna let Saf, I'm gonna let you deal with that. That's, that's fine. Now over to you,
2: Linda. Uh, yeah, I, I, he's, I think the frustrating thing with Dykes is, is he, um, you see, sometimes I fought against not just because he scored, I thought he was excellent against Borough, fantastic, mm. strong. Dominating every head, I fancy him to win. He's up for everything. He was all over the place. Fantastic! That's the player. There is something in there, you know. I think when you see people say useless, no, he's not. He's not. But in my personal opinion, you get one good performance from Dykes, and then it's followed by four or five very, very average performances, Mm -hmm. and and it's happened too much. And you know, for me, I know that. And you are right, Paul. I think probably a big part of the reason is because of. He is relatively quite inexperienced. He's not been playing for a long time. But for me, he's never, ever going to be getting you goals on no. a 20 goals, no chance. He's not got any, there's, there's no instinct there at all. He's never in the right place. When he's up for it, he's brilliant. But he just, I've noticed against Rotherham, he'd had a really, really poor game coming off the Blackpool one as well. And he wasn't even, I felt he didn't even want to try and challenge for the ball. Look at how many times the ball come up. He wasn't even there. Just like running through treacle, I feel sorry for him watching him. And as I said, he 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 did. It wasn't like the fans turned on him, but I find him I find him infuriating to be honest. Because I know there's someone something in there, and it's not like he's lazy or he doesn't try. There's a good player there, but for me, I I think any team that's looking at him for goals, you're you're gonna have problems. Sadly, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I think he's not. He's not a killer, is he? He's not a killer. Like you, you know, you not lasses, but Charlie Austin. Give him half a yard in the box, you're done.
2: I agree, hundred percent. Yeah,
3: and look, that that that's as uh, as Dustin was saying. That's uh, was saying. That's fine if our ex- if our expectations of him as a fan base are that he's there to facilitate the others, he occupies defenders, pins them back, and creates space. Then that's fine. But if we're expecting him to, you know, write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, that's not going to happen. Um, but we don't know yet. We, you know, it's such early days. The one thing I did notice was that um, I really liked uh, Ethan Laird up the right. He knows when to run, knows when to overlap, and I, I, I you sort of hope the more they play together, and he likes, he puts the ball in low. Albert slings a crossover. Laird drills it across. It, it would appear from one game, and uh, maybe, you know, the more they play together, you'd hope the more. They start knowing where you know where they're going to put the ball because I think that could be a, a really potentially good signing. He, he looked a very very intelligent modern fullback, as you would say. Do you know what, Rob?
1: I actually sat on in in the R block for the first time. Normally, I sit in the upper loft, and I, mm. I saw a lot of lead in the second half, mm. really cl- at very very close quarters. And you are absolutely right. He he was giving them a torrid old time and was supporting. The one thing I'd say though is looking on the other side is that I, I worry about um, the balance with Powell because I don't think Powell was doing quite the same thing. So are we going to have that lack of balance where everything's going to come down the right? And like Powell defensively, I thought looked pretty solid, but going forward didn't have the same effect as Leeds. I I mean, I've already seen on Twitter that Powell has been getting a little bit of stick. And again, it's like we're talking about patience for, for McBeal, but I think we need to be patient with the new players as well. But I am slightly concerned, but is power, if lead is going to be that advanced, are we how imbalanced are we going to be at the back? There's always that thought that you can see it in the preseason friendlies, are we? But that
0: with Powell going forward, there was that kind of Gap because he, he sprint and the worry was funny enough, the opposite of what you just said that he couldn't mm. tackle, but he was going forward and, and firing balls in. But people forget as well, like I suppose, like you just said, he did it's a new country, it's a very physical league, it's massively different from the Dutch league. He's gonna have to find his feet, but the trouble is, the championship you don't get time because game after game after game, and um, which is probably handy why we're still rubbish at cups because it gives him a bit, bit of a break that he um he can get them done. But I think. It's going to be interesting what Beale does. I can see what he's trying to do. He's giving everyone a go, even Hacker Land. And everyone's getting a go. Everyone's getting that thing. But I think, come the. I mean, this is just the optimist in me. <laughs> I just said optimist, being me. That's a good <laughs> one. I like that. I'm keeping that. Is that, it, that things will be addressed. I mean, we've got the three lone players. We can bring in another couple of lone players. He'll rebalance it. And going back to Dykes, I'd be interested to see how Dykes would have performed with a young Charlie Austin, because that's what he needs. He needs a. Bringing it on. So maybe Willick, Cher, and Roberts can fill that in, that wee bit and 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 do more and more goals from midfield. I mean, we we touched on it, everyone. one. The one that worries me is Stefan. I mean, I, I don't know if he's properly injured and it's a nagged injury, or he just doesn't seem to be able to get fit. I mean, on Saturday, as soon as he got tackled, he was doing the sign to come off. I mean, Rotherham he was looking to come, you know, he's always looking to come off Sunderland and everything else. You know, whether he can take a tackle anymore, I'm not so sure what's happening or what's going on there because, you know, he's a captain and, you know, you need to keep your captain on the pitch and he keeps getting subbed. So that's something we need to worry about. Um, what do you guys think? I agree. I, I, the reason I think Steph's a
3: worry, um, i like to dig him out. For me, Dazel hasn't stepped up. He's been here a year now. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure he's going to make it. at us. He's meant to be there as a successor to Steph. I think Les even mentioned it or maybe Warburton when we signed him last year. Um, I, I don't think he's got it. I don't think he's good enough at the moment. It can all change. Willock had a really slow start. Uh, you know, it took him six, seven months to get going. Uh, There's some flashes, some nice passing. But I think for me, that's the main worry is that Johansson goes off. And Dizelle comes on as the natural replacement and and I, I I don't think he's quite got it. But look, it, it, it can all change. But
1: I'm not excited personally when Dizelle comes on at the moment. I think no. to be fair to Diselle though, like how, how many full games and 90, like 90 minutes game sorry, how many games of ninety minutes has he played in the championship? Mm-hmm. He's getting 20 minutes here, 25 minutes there. He he will come on and get booked within five minutes of that you know, every, every damn game. Like, you always look at, like you know, the yellow cars and was always picking one up. But I kind of feel it's unfair on him because, like, he's having to get into the game without really get, adjusting to the pace of the game. Like, he's been thrown in in these situations if Steph's legs have gone or whatever. But I think that, you know... What what was it? Warburton always used to say it was always like you can judge a player after 50 to 100 games. Yeah, how many games has Dazel actually had? Do you know what I mean? It's gotta be no, just, it's I it, think that is a good yet. point. Yeah, he
3: I played he has a
0: lot. If yeah, I mean for us, has he hit 20? Like, I, don't
3: know. I, would imagine, so I would imagine, I would imagine, or he he, 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 I'd say, yeah, I think he was at
0: 20. Yeah, but um, that's I wonder if that includes something. It's good me, I mean, this is where I was. I wish sometimes I was a nanorack, cuz I could just come back and say actually it's 25 yeah, <laughs> 15 is a sub 5 is the 5 but no no idea not a scuba. and somebody no doubt in the Twitter world will put us right probably quite oh, yeah. nastily these clowns get the a podcast <laughs> i don't even know things but well, you're quite right
2: but it's, it's 39 it's... by the way hey eh? 39 apparently
1: oh, how Super, many how, how, how many sub
2: appearances oh yeah yeah no no i that wasn't from memory <laughs>
1: <laughs> the reading
2: online <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, as you're quite right, yeah, a lot of them are yeah. going to be off the bench, aren't they? For yeah. 15 you minutes just
0: ruined so. it there for yourself, mate. You could have, <laughs> you could, have, it's like, you know, you could pretend that, you know, you, you remembered that. No, okay. 30, so in two seasons, that's, it's not, I mean, this is the thing, but th- we don't know a best 11 yet, do we? He's finding his feet. You know, Kakai, which is strange, was just getting there and then he was taken out of the side. And I understand why, because the lads remind you, you know, a better prospect. I get all that. And, but again, Bill didn't want to be doing that. He didn't want to be using known players. He want to be using our players. So it's, it's still a mixed match. I mean, it's it was a worry for me rather because there's it was, it was a few things that didn't go well, and we picked up the point. But then if we can get bounce back at Watford on <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> nothing to worry about there. I've watched them a few times. Absolutely rubbish. Absolutely, they're a bunch of free transfers and mercenaries. They'll never amount to much.
1: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> then again, Finney, we you know, if you look at the you know the the last few results, it's typical Rangers. You 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 beat yep. Borough who everyone's talking about being in the top two, then you you lose to Blackpool and draw with Rotherham. That's like that literally could not be any more QPR if it tried. And losing to Charlton the cup of penalties. Well, no, yes. that, that that is QPR. We know that. Yeah. that. That's what. Like, you know, it, it's funny, like um I'm I'm also like um, Sutton United fan, like from back in the day. So when they got into the league, and everyone's asking me about, oh right, so uh, so who, who are you going to support in the league cup, QPR or Sutton? And I sort of said well, it's quite an easy one. I support QBR and in the next round, Sutton. That. that...
3: <laughs> but it's, it's matter. Have you movie. seen that? Have you seen how few championship sides are even left? There's something like five or six championship sides left in the th- and we're in the third round. they just You're getting like the
0: Premiership. Why? Well, yeah.
3: I, I think the timing of it doesn't help in the, you know, it's early on in the season. You want to get some players out. New manager wants to look at some players uh, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, every championship side's gone out. It's
0: mad. There's a, there's, a, there's an image of I it. Mean, I know they're in the premiership temporarily. Fulham, a Crowley, takes a corner, falls on his arse. You know, mm. it's, it's just, it's just whether it's just, people are just saying, like, just going to turn up, just don't get too embarrassed. People just don't care. It's a real shame because it's only couple of won. Let's be honest. Yeah. You can't really count the Ibiza and everything else. You really can't. So it's the only one we've really won. And yet it seems to be sort of year by year. It's, I mean, soon, I mean, childhood was bizarre because it was what nearly all QPR fans are really to, to make it up. And it's sad really, because, you know, we always remember league and it's age, isn't it? We always remember being packed and, you know, QPR, giving teams good count. No, no one's interested. in you. The bottom line is, championship clubs are scared of players get injured, don't harm their promotion push. Premiership clubs, just are interested in premiership. And, you know, the, the lower league clubs are just trying to get enough gate money to get through the season. So, yeah. it's, it's, it's a real tricky one. And they've got to think of ways of reinventing the FA Cup and the League Cup to make it Loved again, it's not loved. I mean, it's like it, it's sure the other season that had the FA Cup final on the, the uh, Premier League, and it was just like it was just a, an afterthought, which should never happen when you're kid. You looked forward to seeing it on TV and everything else, but there you go. But brings me on nicely to Watford because they were in an FA Cup final once. I, I hate mm. Watford, I'm not gonna lie, can't stand them. They're just don't like them, like looking just one of them teams that wind me up. And the way they behaved the season we went up was. Diabolical. I don't care that we took over the ground. That's their problem. Um, they weren't going for anything. So I'm kind of wondering, and our record isn't great there, but you, you know what, Justin, don't you think you right? try
1: That It would be the most QPR thing to go there Saturday and Tonkin, wouldn't it? 100%, Paul. And, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd, I'd be uh, not putting anyone's money on it. Um, I think, <clears throat> uh, I, I, but I do, what I would say though, I think that. I, I kind of like half wonder whether away from home will play with less pressure. Whether I think the expectations of the home fans, uh, you know, I, I, you know, you look at the performance against Blackpool. It was pretty nervy. Like as soon, Safra, as soon as like you know we were on top, and as soon as the goals don't go in, you sort of saw the yeah. performance go flat. And I, and again with with Rotherham, it was like you know you you sort of go one nil down, you hear that. Ugh. You know, yeah, I I genuinely think if we hadn't have pulled back the goal before half time, I think we would have struggled because, you know, I think what teams do they go one nil up, they set deep. Like, you know, h- how many times like have we lost one nil to a down northern team in our history? Like, you know, I, I remember Oldham back in the day, Crew. Like, you, you, it, it was always the same. Even bloody Stockport. It's Stockport, exactly. exactly. And and it doesn't matter the managers or who the players are. There's something in the DNA which is. You, you come to Loftus Road, I don't know whether it's because it's tight or, or whatever it is, but you can set up and say to keep break this down, and we struggle to do so. And, and I, I just, you know, I think away from home, there's, there's you know, less, maybe less of that pressure. I, I don't know, but... um yeah. I mean, it, it would not surprise me if, if we you know jammed the 1-0 or, or, or maybe even the Linden Dykes hat-trick. Who knows? Like, may, Maybe maybe this is the one game where he bullies the hell out of Watford and, and proves us all wrong. I'm not going uh, good- to say I'm not putting any money on that either. But there is that one guy on Twitter who always bets on a, a Linden Dykes hat-trick. So, you know, mate, I, I hope it comes off do you know what we've got to bring these New Yorkers open more often even though it doesn't sound like one because
0: it, it's making me feel inspired now I'm going to walk down Waterford Junction to the ground with spring in my step now
1: until kick-off um, yeah but watch out for that pub mate because they, they do like throwing a, a pint glass or two I remember that on the oh, way don't back they from like, the... don't they family club my arse
0: right um, you know it's almost as bad as bloody looting and it's like yeah I don't know what's wrong with them just weird um, but you did a nice little segue there, because I'm just thinking, as you said that about the atmosphere, and we'll come back to them. I know I'm hosting this all about face, but that's just me, I don't care. Um, the safe standing, Safa, do you think it's made a difference? Do you think it will make a difference? Should it be given more time to evolve? Because it's, it's early days, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was really, really for it. Um, I really was. So I'm in our block myself. So, um, you know, obviously still waiting for it to, to come in, but I thought it was great. I mean, you know, I know it was um not not full up yet, you know, but in terms of looking down there and seeing behind the loft, people standing, singing and trying to get the atmosphere going, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, as I said, it's a shame we haven't got it on the, you know, and, 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 and I was going to say Lizzie Road, the Stanley Bowl stand yet, but as I said, when it will come, I've got no doubt, fantastic move. I, I can't wait to have it, you know, back full and, and, and yeah, I think it'll make a massive difference.
3: It looks great. Yeah, it looks great. Um, I think it, it'll come uh, in time. I think we need to not be um, snooty about it. Like, we want to have the flags there, let someone with a drum go in there. I know people like to moan about Palace and the Palace ultras or whatever. It's great. I love that at Loftus Road. It, you know, Selhurst Park's a really intimidating place to go. It used to be not particularly different to Loftus Road. It was, uh, nice old ground and you know tight to the pitch but but now it's this cauldron and i i, I think it, it it's so important um that, that we we i think we said the whole time about harnessing loftus road i mean and it's sort of dave mcintyre's bugbear isn't it that the place isn't full
1: yeah.
3: uh, and we we need to get it full what what are we offering to you know to want to come but if that Section becomes fun and somewhere to go and sing with your mates. Then you'll get people that that want to go and stand there and want to go and sing. And people that are at the away games, you know, like that away atmosphere, will be like, "Well, we can produce that at home. We've got this terrace. Is I mean, it will be just over a thousand, I think, once everything's done. We've got a thousand, and we'll go there and we'll bang our drum and we'll wave our flags. And I think it's great. I love the Alan McDonald flag yeah i love that fantastic more of that more of that you know i love it you know look look at what's happening again another newcastle it was i mean we'll we'll take the human rights issue to one side because that's a five-hour discussion um you can lose your head in that one yeah there you go (laughs) they've got (laughs) a good one they got a load of flags banners up now you know that they and yes it's cheesy. And yes, it's a bit cringy. But they've got a 3 year draw with City at the weekend. And the atmosphere plays a part in it. I don't think we should be embarrassed at all about the terrace. I, I think it's fantastic. It looks great. It's also nice to have something new at Loftus Row Because, bless her, the old girl's falling
0: apart a bit, isn't she? Anyway, but I, I, I'd like to apologise, but my tasteless joke there, but it was in, in it Jesse. was a great joke yeah I liked it uh, I, I didn't I like mean it. to offend anyone I hope it <laughs> happened um, but yes the, the Saudi ownership is a little bit weird but there you go but you're right I mean the Alan McDonald thing it, it would bring us tear to your eye because it was unexpected I didn't see that coming and it was just beautiful and it's just like yes we have the past we have Players of that caliber, and um, by God, we missed someone like that. And I just thought that was a lovely thing. And I think it was James and Terry who came on the pod many moons ago and first started it off. I returned it off to Swarm of Glory. Fair play to them, well done. And when it moves into our block, I think because our block stands up anyway, more or less. So that'll be even more noisy, more of a, an atmosphere. And we need it. We need to bring these fans through.
3: Yeah. Oh, we've lost you there, Paul.
0: you yeah. some of the old I'm old, and it's an answer to work. Uh, sorry, the, the, the ultra is that, though. I get what you mean. I'm too old. I mean, I, if I win a flag, it'll be a white flag and surrender to life um, <laughs> and the pub. But, they, they, you know, an age, I'm running for buses. Don't do all that anymore. But I get it. I understand it, and I get what they're doing. And I think Huddersfield do it as well, from memory, and a few other clubs are trying it. The Championship needs to be smarter. It needs to be cleverer. It needs to have more of this to compete with the upset obsessed premiership. We need, in some ways, the championship needs to be the, the real football, real fans scenario, which brings me on to another point, which we're going to talk about, and then we can go on to Watford, which is pricing. We've been hammered this week by Huddersfield fans for charging 36, 37, whatever it is for away fans. And Reading tried to bring out a thing a wee while ago, didn't they, of 25? They know the FSA was saying 20 was planned to be 25. It doesn't seem to be happening and I know people it, Causes a lot of debate, but thirty-seven pound to watch Championship football at any ground, I think, is too much. I don't know what you guys think. Who wants to come in there? But you know, can it be justified?
1: I don't know. I might be the wrong person to ask. Because have you seen the price of sporting events in America? My God, like you can spend two hundred bucks quite comfortably on mid-range seats in for the ice hockey or for basketball, Mm. right? So I, I think, you know, and, and I do think that there's a couple of factors at play here, one of which is, um, as I mentioned about Sutton, I, I went to uh, a Sutton game and that was 20 quid to stand in a non-league ground for all intents and purposes. So if you actually think about the difference between non-league, well, league two football, like non-league football, league two football, championship football, what realistically you're asking is, is the quality of football £14 better than League Two? I think arguably yes. I think that also, you know, it's easy, you know, if you think about like cost of living, London waiting. If we would if we as a club were to offer 20 pounds um seats, I, you know, as much as that's great, but that's going to affect the playing budget, that's going to affect wages, it's going to affect transfer budget. You know, could could we cap it at 30, maybe, but, but I do think these are all factors. Cause I, I remember a while back there was, I think it might've even been this podcast where Lee Hoos is saying that, you know, when we lose the parachute payments, it's match day revenue. That's the number one source of revenue. Right. So if we're charging 20 quid, not 30, that is a third, you know, a third less that you're bringing in. And then, the same fans would be moaning about not bringing in players or not being able to afford wages like when free transfers come around. So I, th- I think there needs to be a dose of realism about the, the, money, you know, the money around football and the impact that ticket pricing will have on a club like QPR. You have to compare it with other levels of football. But, I, you know, I, 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 it would be lovely if we could charge a tenner 20 quid, but how realistic is it? I think that's the question. I think to be honest, with you, before we bring Robert and stuff into
0: this. My bopper, which is a great word, I think Robert used it earlier on, um, is that we don't bring enough revenue in in other means at the club, at like the catering that's sold and different there bring that in. And it's rubbish to be perfectly honest. We you. You wouldn't eat anything. There's nowhere to really drink. They were talking about charge of the Blue and White Club. You'd have to get section before you go in there and pay that. It's it's a stupid idea. We know we're not looking at our match day revenue of. What we can and what we can't do regarding bringing more money in. Because we can. The club can bring more money in if it includes food, drinks, uh, quality. And because you, you, you go into the Southwick Road, everyone's standing there for five minutes before kickoff, Get the drinks and food done as quickly as possible, going straight into the game. And then everyone's straight out of the ground after the game. You know, the club need to look at that and how we can maximise the match day experience and what we can do that doesn't always result in putting ticket prices up. That's just my opinion. Uh, Robert?
3: I think, um, I, I think, uh, yeah. In an ideal world, yes, we'd have, everyone would charge each other twenty quid uh, for an away ticket. Um, Lee, Hu's never going to do that, he's he's also ne- he's also never promised to do that.
2: you bring it up with him,
3: and he's he's very clearly, basically said, I, I will charge as much as I possibly can for away from the away fans. So he's never hidden from that, but. I completely understand why the Huddersfield fans are angry. First of all, I mean, the the away end is terrible. You can't see anything. You can't, you can't see the goal from some seats. It's a rubbish experience. It, you know, it, it's... There's nothing there in the away end. You're paying 37 quid for what? I, I actually don't buy into the argument of Premier League football, Championship football, League two, League 2 football, because... If you're an away fan and you've travelled the country, you're not going for the quality of the game. You're going because you're sick in the head and you love your side and it's, uh, you know, you've you've driven or got on a train during a train strike or gone from the Isle of Wight all the way to Sunderland. Um, yes. you, you know, you're not you're not there being like, I'm glad I've come because there's some lovely passing triangles that the opposition, you don't care about that. But First. there is something to, but if you go to... Um, one of these newer stadiums, um, and we'll talk. Seeing as I mentioned Coldplay and Wembley, which isn't great, but there's concessions there, there's space there, there's you, you, you don't mind as much that you might have spent. At, you mentioned Coldplay again; yeah,
0: you make it yellow carded. <laughs> Carry on. Um,
3: you don't mind that you spent a bit more money because the match day experience is is better as a travelling family. And, and in America. You, you go to watch, uh, you go to watch the Rangers play uh, the ice hockey. and Madison Square Garden is—it's a destination, isn't it? There's yeah. things to do there, and you're not as reluctant to part with your money because there's going to be other things there. Loftus Road is—is is not for us. Yes, we love it. It's our spiritual home, but it's not a destination. It's like Kenilworth Road is—is is a complete hole, but not to a Luton fan. But we we I don't know what the Luton tickets are, but thirty seven quid to sit in Kenilworth Road is a disgrace. But you know it, 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 it's sort of the same thing. Um, 10, I think in Kenilworth is a yeah, disgrace. I, I think we shouldn't be charging that much, but we're going to charge that much. And there's a whole other discussion to be had about the stadium and what we could do with it, and that's a whole other thing. Limpet Christie Stadium and all that all well trodden about we're hamstrung by our stadium and yeah like let's be honest we're fleecing the away fans it isn't cool it isn't great we're you know football without fans is nothing we're glad to have you back but by the way it's 37 pounds to watch half a half a game because Rob, you can't see the okay, can, I, yeah.
1: can I make a point actually and uh, obviously I used to be a season tick holder. we're not just fleecing away fans I went to buy a ticket in the Mm -hmm. upper loft, and before my membership discount, it was 40 quid, right? No. Then, like, even with my discount, that's 34. That's the one thing that, that, obviously, being a season tick holder, what you guys don't see is the walk-up pricing. I know, I've been it many times. Do you know what I mean? So, walk-up pricing for home fans is not, not that different from mm, no, what the away fans are paying. And, and I think point. that, you know, if, if you want to look at what potentially a model that Rangers can look at, is go and look at Germany. Go and have a look at the way they treat their fans when it comes to, like, getting them in the stadiums early, getting the concessions good concessions. I, I, before I, w- I moved to the States, I went to an Augsburg game with a friend of mine, who, a, a German friend, like, he invited me over, and I could not believe the, the pricing of the beer, availability of the beer, they had entertainment to keep you in after the game. Like, there are... And they, and they didn't have to fleece you per beer, per ticket. Like, it, it was... You would spend your money there, you would want to spend time there, and I think that's... Potentially, if you want to learn lessons, don't maybe look at Huddersfield or look at Luton. Have a look at Augsburg. Have a look at... 100%. 100%. That's potentially... And again, that then feeds into, like, you're looking at the safe standing. That's something they do in Germany. Um, And not just a thousand, like, the whole end, right? Mm. There's fears being passed across, um, you know, like, they, they treat you like an adult there. And the atmosphere there was incredible from start to finish because it was the whole experience rather than having a crowbar a beer in 15 minutes at halftime having potentially a page of 40 quid membership for a warm bottle of Carlsberg you know I think you have to think about how you treat football fans generally, and that's absolutely one thing that I would say about the American experience is that the you know (laughs) A beer is 14 bucks, 15 bucks for a beer, like that's ridiculous. But the whole fan experience, if you take away the actual pricing, is it's all about the fa- it's fan-led, it's fan first, but all right, the pricing's mm-hmm. ridiculous, but it's all about trying to get you there beforehand. It, it is all about keeping you there as long as possible. Like, and, and I think that the minute the rangers emit potentially we could be doing things differently. Look, look at America. Look at Germany. Look, look at other places and, and how they treat their fans and, and how they price and how they um, potentially keep you there for longer. Because I, right now it's like you go to the Conning and the Adelaide, whatever your pub of choice is. You you have your beer, you sprint to the stadium, and if you get there by kickoff, great. But then once you're there, it's like okay, I'm there for forty five minutes. I'll go and get my halftime pint. I leave straight after the game. Mm. how many people are actually spending decent amounts of time in the stadium on a match day? Yeah, mm. that's the, that was the big thing that
3: Spurs it's did the in their stadium. Spur, Spurs, it's all about making it a destination. You get there before I've got loads of mates that are Spurs fans. They all get there earlier than they used to at White Hart right. Lane because there's things to do at the stadium.
0: Nice. Um, but yeah,
3: I, I think the safe standing, to back to that, it feels like it's maybe the, the first brick in a wall to changing the atmosphere like, I, I hope we don't stop there the guys uh, that you mentioned before Paul the restore the loft to its past glory they're going to be pretty key over the next few years because they, they've started something you know uh, hopefully the club work it out and tickets and that it should be a fiver it should be a fiver to stand It'd be full in a minute make it a mm. fiver to stand there um, but then we can't complain at the club sign, sign a
2: striker no exactly you know, it's a tough one and i think that they they do get quite a lot right i think definitely with a safe standing is a you know is is fantastic I'm, i've wanted that for a long long time i think as well there's only what is it three clubs in the championship i think they mm-hmm. introduced that this year so it's not like we've jumped on a bandwagon you know it kind of like been quite the front and center of doing it so i think they've done a lot right there i know my little brother used to love the fam the the uh, family zone you know outside the front you know that's really good for kids you used to love that I think that's always really warm and inviting so there's a lot of things that's you know they do well um but at the end of the day you know it's about the attendance on a match day, isn't it? and it does I must be honest it kills me you know when you look at you know a ground that's sometimes half full and you think oh this this should be you know where are they you know, and I just think we should be doing more. Hopefully, we've started the the first steps on on getting us on that journey now, and I hope we carry it on. But um, interestingly, we did a so we did a, a consultation with Lee Hoose, um prior to when they did the the uh, safe standing was being introduced. And I know the thinking is that if it does have a big uptake, they will try to expand it. Certainly going down the Stanley Bowl stand, and then perhaps move it down the other way. You know, I'd, I'd love to to see that, you know, I I know that hmm. a lot of problems in terms of where you put the, you know, the um the the children's area, but I'd love to see the whole thing behind the lower loft, the whole lot there would be amazing. But as I said, I know it's not not quite so easy as doing that. And but you know, I would love to see it just continue to keep growing around and round because I I've got no doubt it'll help the atmosphere. But yeah, I think,
1: sorry, sorry, Finney. I I think no. something like the the point i think with rangers and and you you said it about the family stands like where you know, where do you move them to i think our, our problem is is we love that stadium but it is so small and there's no space around it you know no. like literally like the, the, you know you've got your your little concessions and the sort of the club shop and the, the you know but you, you get bottlenecks by the blue and white. You, it's so hard to move around. Now, obviously, my experience has been mainly the upper loft. But even like the, the Stanley Bowls, like you're literally, there's just like little rat runs.
2: Yeah,
1: And, and it's so hard for, for the club to be able to, I guess, you know, unless they start like bringing in, you know, like the footy grand stuff and like you make it a food destination or you make it a craft beer destination. Like realistically, you know, they're hamstrung by the space that they've got oh. to work with. And so, so what, what, what are we? I mean, Price, I, I hate to say it, but you know, you know, look at what uh, Briatori and Eccleson try to do with this boutique club. They, what they were trying to do is position us as something different. Maybe you know, maybe you know that ain't the way to go. But you know, trying to position us as something that is going to get people there, as I said, if it's a gourmet destination or if it's like, you know, come early and, and you know, get your tapas or your pie and mash or whatever it be, right? It, it's it's better than a soggy sausage roll and a bottle of warm carding. And I think that's realistically what can the club, you know, what have the club got to work with? And, and I think we have to be quite reasonable about that and, and, and understand that they probably haven't got much.
2: Oh, I completely I agree. I, I mm-hmm. do. And I think with him, that they, they don't, you know, I I think that's the hard thing. You can't tell oh, it's so obvious we should be doing this, we should be doing that. They 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 can't win. They can't, you know. Um us take that's
0: up just to go, go back a bit, the catering could definitely improve. There's mm. no two ways about it. The catering can get better. I mean, whatever I think there's a few things in the in the lower loft that are much um easier to eat than what I see served. I mean, luckily <laughs> celiac bingo starts, I can't eat anything. <laughs> Probably can't drink most of it because it's be sad. But, you know, and that's fine. But I don't really want to queue for 10 minutes anyway. Do you know what I mean? So there's all these things. But I think the food that clubs, not just QPR, tend to give football fans is tripe. You know, it's not good. They need to think outside the box. People's tastes have moved on since 1970, you know, and some people haven't. Keter, trying Keter River, we're trying just to just have better ideas of food, but definitely keep people in the ground longer. I mean, maybe something like turning the old Springbok into a home pub that the club have got some influence over. I can have money, and can turn into a and b proper B&B for QPR, and have players and start bringing extra income. And think about what we can do, announcing ourselves in the area because we don't. I have banged on this, about this for years. so board be self-stupid. We, you know, you wouldn't know we existed in that area, Um, and we need to be a bit prouder, be prouder, be stronger, be braver in how we advertise ourselves, and, and look to the council to help us a bit more as well. We've got to re. We've got to regenerate this fan base because we we need replacing eventually, all of us. And we want people to enjoy this football club as we've enjoyed it because it's a bloody good club to support. We're unique. We're bloody unique. and I don't think there's another club in London. Everyone says it, but I don't really believe there isn't another club like us in London with the mentality we have. So hopefully, I mean, a new ground in my lifetime... It's 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 looking iffy. I I can't see it. London's just so expensive. I I I think if Linford Christie falls through, which may well do, you look at down the A40 corridor. Do you know what I mean? That's and that's a reality because it's too expensive to build a ground. Um. But yes, listen. There's things they can do, and hopefully at the end of the season, you know, and it all boils down to go to the premiership, getting loads of money. And then the last time we did that, didn't work out too good when we spend it on things. I don't know. Maybe me bring in gluten-free hot dogs. That was a good idea. I like that. <laughs> Vegetarian okay. ones. But, Paul, is it, isn't that a hot dog with just no bun? Aye. Well, this is it. Like, you know, you could put a bit put of a butter on it, a bit of mustard, there you go. The other thing I was going to ask Safin, um, and you can help me with this one, there was a consultation, which I believe you're part of. By the way, I'm not part of these groups. People seem to think, I am. I'm not. Um, what's the thinking on the away loyalty points thing? I want to hear from you on this because a lot of people on the internet are kind of thinking what the club are saying is different. What's the actual way it's going to work?
2: So I think, uh, again, it's one of them things. They cannot win whatever way they do it. You know, if Agreed. you carry on with doing by the loyalty points thing. I'll tell you the one positive thing, I must say, though, our away support is really, really good. Uh, it's really picked up. You know, we take yeah. good away now, and it's a good thing that we have to have this problem about how we, you know, divert tickets through the through the fan base because our, our our away support's been so so good. But as I said, you can't win, can you? If you 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 reward the fans that go every single week, um, then no one else gets a chance because we're you know there's been quite a lot of games that we we're, we're literally selling out away for. You put it on general sale then the people that are loyal and go every single week and can get there, then they miss out. You can't win, can you? So I think the way that they've done it, and I think it was interesting as well on the bottom of the announcement that they they said that they will continue to monitor and change it. So if this doesn't work, it's not that they've said it in stone and that's going to be the way it is. But in short, the way I've understood it now is that you've got the, the tickets go on sale, the first 80% of them go to season... T- sorry, to away... People with enough loyalty points, and then the last 20% general sale for, I guess, a free for all, whoever gets in quickest. But um, do you have to remember,
0: or can you just be uh, Sue or Tom?
2: will general sale, I believe. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> so then you're going to have the situation where I could miss out on a, on a loyalty point, but somebody who hasn't been to a single QPR game can go to Luton Away. Do you know you what I mean? You, and you, can, me?
3: you, you can then go again in the general sale you could miss out on your loyalty points, but then when they open up the general sale, you can try again.
0: Yeah, but it all depends on these things, how they work. Do you have to go down there? I mean, listen, I agree. Whatever the club yeah. do, I mean, I met a guy once who had a right old whinge at me um, when I was in rep, sort of thing. And I was like, oh, we've talked about that. He goes, yeah, he goes, I used to go to like six or seven games a year for about 10 years. I haven't been for 20 years, but if, I, if we're playing someone, I want to be able to go to it no matter where it is. And, I see where he's coming from. He's shown naughty all, he, all his life. He doesn't go anymore, and, and he's lost out. So you've got a kid of everyone. People who, people like Dusty comes, who's been uh, nine moved to America, comes back. You know, there's, it is tricky because, and it only happens a few times. Let's be honest. It's only Luton, and a few other ones where you're limited to what you can bring. But also, am I right in thinking that away clubs? will give you a certain allocation that the club will ask for. And then after that, you have to pay if you don't sell them. And I think that's got to stop. That annoys the hell out of me. You can look at someone like Preston with a half-empty away end, and you're thinking, surely they got it. That just defeats the object. So surely that's got to stop as well.
2: You know, yeah. So there's yeah. other ways of doing it.
0: but I, It's good to think about Junior. Personally, I don't think you'll ever win. I think whatever you do, don't you guys think? You're just not going to please everyone. And there's always going to be someone who misses out, who should miss out. I I wish to God I knew how to to fix that at places like Luton and maybe Millwall and so on. But
1: I I guess just the luck of the gods, isn't it? I think, Paul, from my point of view as an overseas fan coming back, like I don't really have a right to get a ticket to Watford or Cholton over and above people that go week in, week out. That's always been my opinion. If, If I can get one via general sale, then that's fine. However... I should I have I have no right to automatically be at the front of the queue just because I've been a Rangers fan for 21 years it was my choice to leave to go to to give up my season ticket my choice to go to the United States right so I think you know I, I think you're right I don't think you can win but I think it's up to us as as fans to be fair about it to be listen okay I really want to go to this big game, but why should I have the right to go over and above someone that goes week in, week out, home and away? Someone like Saffer, for example. If I got a ticket for Watford and Saffer didn't, how's that fair? Right? Mm. I, I don't see that as being fair. Well, especially Mr. Ferry. Right. <laughs> now, I, ironically, I was thinking about this. It probably, it will take me less time to get to New York than it will for Suffolk <laughs> to get back from Sunderland.
2: But... But do you, know what you, you can do have the loyalty point. <laughs> you
1: know.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this bit take us up now because we've been on for a bit and people are probably just thinking, oh, God, for God's sake, finish, shut up. Not you guys, you're just fans, just me the idiot. Um, and I'm just thinking that one other thing that needs to stop in this league is people getting... Limited tickets and selling them at fastly more than what they paid. And if people are caught doing that, then they should, in my book, lose the right to get away tickets for at least three or four games. And that's wrong. You should sell face value all the time. You should never sell above what you paid because that's basically Totten. i have probably upset somebody saying that, but don't care. I've never sold a ticket to QPR for more than I paid for it. And I'd happily give it away after the one was using it. I don't care about things. That, that annoys when you see someone say, well, actually, I've got a ticket for Luton or Watford, but you're paying 60 quid as opposed to 30. That's that's wrong. And the club hopefully take notice of who's doing that as well and just reel them in and say, look, stop doing that. You know, it's not right. I, don't
1: I think know if I'm three, three or four games ain't enough, Finny. I think, you know, if, if you make it a season away, season ban, they wouldn't do it in the first place. Yeah,
0: because it's wrong. I don't like seeing fans overcharged by our own. We shouldn't do that. We're better than that. And, Luckily, you don't see much of it, to be fair. You see it more with other clubs, thank God, but you see it very rarely with QP. I think that's why it hurts so much, because we're not used to seeing it. Do you know what I mean? When it happens, you're kind of like, that's, on, that's not like us. Do you know what I mean? Now, Watford on Saturday, we'll do a quick prediction, then we'll do our R's end, because I'm going to change it this week. No, 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 I'm not. We'll do our R's end, because otherwise the rest of them, if they've got OCD in that, <laughs> will, will go mad at me for changing it around, and I don't blame them. Right. Who wants to go first? All right, Robin. Uh,
3: I've just got a silly one. I was actually very disappointed with our fans at Rotherham. I know I said they battled the Dykes because they gave Grant Hall such an easy ride. I mean, the bloke <laughs> refused to play for us. He was club captain and he refused to play. And, uh, you know, we, maybe we sort of forgot because it was strange because of COVID times. I don't need to boo Connor Washington. Bloke was just not good enough. Tried hard. Grant Hall walked out on the club, basically, like as bad as any were and all that stuff. As bad, sorry. And he got a little boo. And I expected more. And if they stay up, Rotherham. If we stay up or don't go up, I hope next season
1: we give him absolute hell. Do you not think that was right in front of me, and he was laughing his ass off? Yeah, he was I in did. stitches. Like, with, like uh, it must have been like, is that all you got, mate? It was like, the, the, the bloke should have been booed to the rafters. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I can't remember.
3: Maybe they said, welcome back over the tanner. I don't know. I I thought we'd, I thought we'd give him more. Because thinking it's, about it, he left the club completely high and dry. Was club captain. With club captain and refused to play because he didn't want to get injured and not get a move when his contract was up. Ten. And we had 10 games left. I, 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 I. No, should have been booed. Should have been booed.
0: Maybe, maybe, Robert, everyone was so shocked he was actually fit. Maybe yeah. there was that it, as well. It, 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 it threw everyone off the perch of actually having a go at him. I agree with you. And the fact that he was injured for the time of QPR and they stood by him and as soon as he got a chance to shout at us, off he went. I that's a good one Robert it wasn't should yeah have was it. should have been yeah, should have right <laughs> Safa keeping you Dustin waiting because you're used to that because you are probably get up at half seven in the morning and wait for the kick kickoff you're sitting there drinking your coffees
1: one after the other for breakfast for go- Guinness my friends coffee not a chance
0: Ooh, good hardcore I like it <laughs>
1: right Safa what's your hours end
2: I, do you know I did I I didn't get any notice I was coming today I'd got a yeah, message sorry, from Paul literally one hour as I was going into an appointment so I, I meant really to ask you
0: last week and I forgot.
2: <laughs> um, I tell you the one thing that I that I would say we seriously need to look into is the number of muscle injuries we get at the moment mm. is unbelievable unbelievable sure. and I know we touched on without going into a whole other discussion we touched on Johansson and Dezel and that lot I tell you the player we really miss is Amos. Mm. Do we miss him? So I do think that with that hope, whatever is going on there, we address because I ridiculous how how many we've lost this quickly. You know, it seems to go on no
0: matter what manager we change. It seems to go on and just bad luck. Who knows? Nutrient ground. Hopefully we'll sort that. Fingers crossed. All that is that your RZN?
2: stuff. Is, that a... that is it, Paul? That's the best. You, know what you want
0: to tell us about ferries at four in the morning and what you see in a ferry at four in the morning and what kind of birds fly
2: around or anything like that. <laughs> no, I won't bore you. I won't bore you. I bore you enough on a Saturday with that. I'll I'll save it for another time. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um
0: Just <laughs> it. Ray, come on, give give us give us some give give us a good one here because I'm
1: I'm struggling for mine, so I need a good one here. All right, well uh, I I've first of all I've got a parish notice, which is um so anyone, any QPR fan coming during the season to New York City please follow on Twitter at QPR New York City or give me a follow. I'm at DB Hoops, because what we will do is obviously, you know, come to the Football Factory, come watch a game with us. Always welcome. Um, and follow- by following us, we'll let you know, you know, what what time the meet is, where it is, all that good stuff. So open invitation to every single QPR fan, like we. You know, we look forward to seeing you. So that's first and foremost. Secondly, I know we've talked a lot about the stadium and the facilities and the safe standing. It's been so. This is my first trip back uh, since the start of the pandemic. My last game prior was the uh, Cardiff six-one. Uh, so that Ooh. was that was uh, that was New Year's Day, right? That was New Year's yeah. Day uh, twenty twenty. No. Is it 2020? Was it not? 2019. Yeah. yeah. 2020. Right. Okay. So it's been a while since I've been back. And obviously, um, the one thing I will say is never, ever, ever, ever take it for granted. Like when you walk into that stadium, because when you don't get a chance, it sucks. And I, you know, I want to thank the club for like the QBR Plus Pass service, it's been an absolute lifeline um yeah as i was saying prior like i've probably seen more qbr games because i get to see the away ones as well um as well as the home um but there is nothing nothing like walking up, up those steps and seeing the pitch for the first time taking your seat seeing all the old faces you know what i mean like that has been the greatest thing about you know this trip it's been amazing and um just ne- never take it for granted because one, one day, you, you know, you don't know where, where life's going to take you. Do you know what I mean? So uh, I just want to say that. And I will say this as well, which is um, my first game back was Borough. Uh, I got into the stadium about 14 minutes because, uh, into the game because my phone died with my ticket on. And I go to the box office and thank you, box office. Even though it was a long queue, you were very quick and you issued me a printed ticket. As I walk through the gates, I hear the roar. I got to miss Chris Willock's goal. <laughs> I came all that way and I missed the golden season so uh, yeah awesome <laughs> is your middle name Locker? Uh no I'm not even going to tell you what my middle name is like my first two are bad enough so uh, no okay,
0: what's your middle name
1: <laughs> Oswald
3: that's alright
1: Aussie <laughs> Aussie and, and that's exactly why I didn't want to tell you so there you go <laughs>
2: uh,
1: ok could be worse yeah, sorry, Finny, that was very that was very much like you. There was about three R's ends right Listen, there. Man,
0: so. If you come all the way to New York, you can have seven for all I care. Now, do you know what? I've always said that, again, it's something I've always come back to is, you know, when you grow up away from W12, people always say, oh, you don't understand it. Like, for me, not you guys. I'm talking from, obviously growing up in Belfast or whatever. But I don't know how much it means you to see it for the first time, how much it means you to see the ground when you've watched it on TV, the experience, the the whole thing, and and we do take it for granted. You're quite right, and we shouldn't, but we do, and that's life. You take it for granted. And I must admit, when when we came back after the pandemic, I, I, I it was just beautiful to be back, and um, I didn't mind the fact that I couldn't eat anything. I didn't mind the fact that my legs were like battered and things like that, because you don't. And it is about the experience. And our dreams. And you know, I think the one thing that I've you know is horrible. Like and I know. You know, thoughts to Mark Perkins who lost his father recently, and stuff like that. There, are people have stood with their fathers and mothers, their sisters and brothers, their children, and they're not here anymore. And it's the last link to that. And you know, that's something the club need to be careful about if we ever do move, which highly unlikely. But anyway, on, I'm, I'm, just quickly
3: on that note, uh, Clive's just put up a piece on Love for Words." It's fantastic that um, oh, it brings a Robert Donnellan... Robert Donnellan... I'm sure most people listening here will have read Love for Words." It's just what what a, what a great piece of writing really move like read it I don't say any more than that go on off the words read read the thing. It's, actually yeah, it's, it's actually brilliant it's actually brilliant it's, 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 it's one of the go, go read it go read it it's, it's, it's one, one of the, of the finest
0: people. things i've ever read about that bond ever. yeah yeah it's you great know, I, it's great i didn't have it i wish i had it but i didn't um so, but you know, it's it's just, but, but you know what? And that brings me nicely on, Robert. You heard me up because I'm waffling like mad here to my hour's end, which is basically kick up the hours is 30 odd years old. I remember, I remember it from the day it came out and just seeing fans, he's not really understanding what they were going down the sports pages, getting it up from there, getting it from Dave. And he's still going with many arms. And he's just an incredible force of nature. It's just, we're very, very blessed. I mean, we've got, you know, Clive, we've got, Dave, we've got all the other podcasts, we've got all the other bits of our generation, every, and they should all be embraced by the community of these PPR. There should be no rivalry of like, listen to this podcast, don't listen to that podcast, listen to Westland the Sport, listen to us, listen to w as well. listen to all of them. You know, because they're all doing this because of the love of the club, and it all comes through in every single one. And But Dave Thomas is just a genius. I always remember, the one that always sticks in my head, and I don't know why, is during the 90s, and it was the early ones where it said, Headline was Liverpool nil. I think it might be Middlesbrough, I'm not sure. Nil. And the thing, two guys going past going, I wonder who missed their penalty. Which for anyone who went to Anfield in them days knows exactly what I'm talking about or even playing them at all because it was just horrible. So Dave, you're a flicking legend and we're so lucky to have you at this football club. And everyone support it whatever way you can. I know Clive does a thing with the patrons and some of it goes in kick up the odds as well. Just if you can support kick up the odds, keep these things going. Because like Dustin says, when they're gone, they're
1: gone not just that though, Paul, one, one thing again, you know saying about taking things for granted the one thing I will say is when, when you are thousands of miles away, the things that make you feel close to the club are things like this podcast, Loft for Words Kick up the R's, because they're yours, right? That you, you are part of, of something that obviously we don't get to come to every week anymore, mm-hmm. but we still get to be involved and understand what's going on with the fans and the club, and I think that that's again things about you know taking things for granted. These these you know whether it be W twelve, this our generation, every, everything is is great because like the proliferation of, of of media, it means there's different voices you're hearing. It's it's it, different generations of voices. It's but it, each and every one of those voices brings you in, and and what when you're far away, it really helps to make you feel closer at W twelve.
0: Does that mean if you've ever seen Steve Morrow in New York, you're going to shake it by hand and say, thank you for everything you've done for QPR. Mate, I
1: I I would pick him up, put him over my shoulder, and you know the rest. <laughs> oh, his, his, <laughs> history repeats itself. Happy days. Right. And I was at Vauxhall Motors. I'll just leave
0: that there. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know the worst thing about that is? I was actually inundated at, at a fax machine there because you started the business, and I was buying a bloody Vauxhall van, and I was inundated the next day with Vauxhall van things at last. All these reps to send me, and that fax machine nearly took flight, went through the window. I tell you, it was horrible, horrible, and not to mention everyone who took the piss, sent me brochures and everything through the letterbox. And one last thing in my eyes, end there's a guy, this someone's a bar club as well, brilliantly, who lives near me, who dropped in two cups from the 80s, one the European Adventure, very rare, and one just a QPR one with the old badge and that on, and that's brilliant. Like someone just walks into our shop, says, "Oh, it's gonna be loved." Found these two cups. Paul's a QPR fan. He'll appreciate these. Thanks a million. And off he went. Ah, We're brilliant. So thank you for doing that. I don't even know your name. I feel bad not knowing your name, but thank you for doing that for listening. Uh, It meant a lot. And that's why I love this football club. Talking of which, will we love them? Will we love them on Saturday? Will we love them at 20 to... Well, whatever. What type of games for these days? Five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, whatever.
2: Five o'clock.
0: It is Robert. What are you thinking, Robert? Can we can we do a QPR and just wipe away Rotherham, and Blackburn, Blackpool, and Blackburn and go there and steamroll them? I
3: I'm not sure why. Well, I I, I actually do think we'll get a result because uh, Watford have lost their forward line. Dennis has gone. I think Saar's going. Pedro. They're in a bit of a state of flux. I don't think. Didn't get
0: back, look, Robert, for the best of season?
3: Uh, one of their defenders. And okay. a the defender, but the the front three is very scary. But the front three isn't there anymore. I think they're in a bit of a state of flux. I don't think it's the worst time to play them. Normally, I would not give us a hope, but I think this isn't the worst time to play them. And I, I'll go for a win. I'll go for a one nil win. There you go.
0: I I love having you in this podcast, Robert. This goose, <laughs> Safa. And then, of course, he's just I don't
2: a positive. I don't want to add a negative note, but Stroud's a ref, isn't he?
1: Oh, mm. of course, he's back, but apparently mm. he's a Luton fan, so I think he hates Watford just as much. <laughs> <laughs> I he hates anyone <laughs> as much as us,
2: yeah. So, I'm... basically,
0: Lewis just did the piss. So, what are you thinking, Safa? We are you thinking that keeps? Keith... why did you mention Keith Stroud? <laughs> I'd actually forgotten about that.
2: I know, I saw it, I saw it the other day, and I cannot believe he's back. Unbelievable, Oh, Jesus.
0: Really dampened me my hopes,
2: yeah. Um, Interest, yeah. So, I reckon it could because it will be so so QPR after the last two games 2 1 win, but I don't never fancy us to keep a clean sheet. But you never know. I'm going 2 1 QPR. And
0: what time are you leaving in the morning?
2: Uh, not too bad. It's uh seven, I think. I'm we're on
0: freaking part time, right? To a real fan that lives a, 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 a very far away.
1: No, that's seven o'clock in the morning for Watford. Jesus, be me bed, Dustin. Right. So, uh, how, how do I make this slightly American? Uh, okay. So, uh, Watford zero, uh, QPR one. Is that field that soccer goal, game? One field goal. So that's three nil QPR. Linden Dykes with a hat trick. I've got you know. Come on, come on, big man. Prove everyone wrong. And you know what? I want
0: everyone to put money on this, and then hit the podcast next week with your your winning slips. If you lose, don't bother; no one's and interested. Then, and then
1: with your winnings, come come visit us in America. It's all good. There you go. I'll tell you what,
0: yeah, America. Stop that. We'll be America, Vietnam, Thailand, Germany, <laughs> everywhere. We'll go with it all around the world. See, I'm I'm kind of. I will take a two old draw. I'll take it now. I'll take anything, but. I think you, you guys have filled me with f- fresh confidence and I'm thinking a 1-0 will Rangers and um, I wouldn't be a Linda Dykes hat-trick, be 3-0, 4-0. I don't know, but I just, I'll take anything because I think a win uh, would definitely be something that would go down so very well with the club and it would, again, give us something to springboard off and just take that wee bit of worry away from people where you go into Knicks, you go into the whole game and, oh you know, God, I wonder what's going to happen. So, yes, I think we could win. Hopefully we will. And, um, you know what, I've enjoyed this podcast. I know it's gone on long that you should have done, but we haven't done one for two weeks. So we had to catch up and things. And that's, honestly, you've been amazing. I don't know why we haven't had you on before. It's probably because I'm crap. I apologise. Um, but please don't be a stranger and we'll get ourselves out to New York and we'll get absolutely smashed in, in New
1: York watching the Rangers. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, Paul. And, and, and I, I'm really glad I get an opportunity to say that I've been a long-time listener, first-time caller. So... Uh... Be today, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Robert.
1: As always, brilliant mate. Good
0: to have you back, and I'll see you next week. And um, yeah, next are, you, week? are you able to get a ticket to Watford Saturday, Robert? Or are you just I haven't. I, I could not get a ticket. I did could try. couldn't get, but I'll, I'll find other means. I'm sure to watch the game. Yeah, i just going to to, I just got to boost you and just you know take one off a of Watford fan. I don't know. Sitting yeah, there um, <laughs> Safa. Brilliant. We should get you on more often, mate. And um, what we should do is we should record one while you're on the ferry one day so we get the complete journey <laughs> from the Isle of Wight to Loftus Road. You know, do like a wee sapphire cam, you know, where you, you, you're going on the ferry, you've you got the pigeon nick your chips, or not pigeon, seagull nick and your chips and all that sort of thing. So something for the next season we'll work on. Well, do you not know, we just do them little videos they do for the, the start of the season. Maybe do one with yeah, you and your
2: How much is the ferry, by the way, out of interest? um so you get a bit of it you get it you do get a bit cheaper as an island resident so a, a return normally is between 50 to 70 pounds you yeah. your for, your petrol. It is, yeah. for the distance it's the most expensive strip of water in the world but yeah uh, there's a fact for you Oh, no. uh,
1: Sapper, i have to say mate, island resident you've made that sound way more exotic than it actually is Oh, uh, sorry do you know
2: do you know the funny thing that's the way that they talk down here and i used to hate it before i moved here but yeah you, you are so right i am one of them now sadly you're all right
0: ah <laughs> uh, you'll be all right son. Well, listen thank you guys for everything it's been brilliant having you on and we'll hopefully meet up the next couple of days S- i hope to see you monday And um, Robert, I'll always bump into you one way or another. And Safra, you know, I'll see you Saturday. So it's all good. And uh, thanks, guys, for answering the call and coming on the podcast. And good luck, Rangers, Saturday. Let's hope we can um, get back to winning ways and um, put this thing in them hornets. Thanks for listening and come back again next week.